Welcome into the Drop the Gloves podcast. I am your Monday morning quarterback, your designated water boy, your team leader in high fives, and your host, Will Norton. Well, we had a pretty good weekend, I would say. We ended up going 3-1 and one in the divisional round of the playoffs. We got the Patriots beating the Chargers, the Rams beating the Cowboys, the Saints beating the Eagles, and then we got the Chiefs beating the Colts. So that was our one loss all weekend. I would say overall, it was a pretty good weekend. The NFC, my picks through the Super Bowl are still the same. The AFC, on the other hand, has had a little bit of a change. We're going to break that down in the second half of today's show. But to get started, we're going to break down what happened last weekend during the NFL Divisional Round. And here's where we're going to start. When I was in high school, and I feel like a lot of you can probably relate to this, there was always that one school, and in my case, they were a lot bigger than the schools around us. So my school was roughly twelve to 1,300 students, and this school, the next town over, was over 5,000 students. And they were an athletic powerhouse. They were so much better than all the other teams around them. And it's because they had 5,000 students to choose from, so they were always good. But even those years where they weren't that good, and they were always better than a lot of the other teams, but they weren't always the best team, they still won a lot of their games, even against the teams that they were not as good as, or the teams that had more talent, or the teams that were a more complete team. And it's because every time one of those teams would go in and play this school, they'd give up one drive early. They'd give up a run early. They'd give up a big play and transition early. And they'd psych themselves out. Yeah, a lot of the times this was one of the best schools, but not every year and not in every sport. But even the sports they weren't good at, their opponents always psyched themselves out. This school, this team, got in everybody in the surrounding area's head. I played volleyball in high school, and in my four years, we beat every school in Indiana High School volleyball once, at least once, except for this one school. And they weren't better than us every year. We'd give up a quick few points in a set, or we'd be up big and they'd come back in a set, or we would drop a close set and it'd be over. We'd get in our heads. That's what Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots have been doing to the AFC for years. I told you this before the Chargers played the Patriots, that they weren't going to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots in the playoffs in January. I also told you that the Patriots' regular season slump shouldn't have been concerning. Their five losses to non-playoff teams were simply boredom. You don't play in the AFC Championship every year since before football was created, win five Super Bowls, and take every game of the regular season seriously, especially when your division are the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Now, New England played a near-perfect game this weekend. They were firing on all cylinders. They're not going to come out and play that well next weekend. But I told you last week, their regular season wasn't that they weren't a good team still. It's that they just don't care about the regular season. 
they know they're going to end up better than every other team in their division. Why not try new things? Why not coast through the regular season and then surprise people like they did the Chargers in the playoffs? I also told you that Phillip Rivers has never beaten Tom Brady. He's only beaten the Patriots once with Matt Castle playing quarterback. This Patriots team was in the head of Phillip Rivers in the Chargers. The Patriots score, the Chargers score, then the Patriots score on their next three possessions, scoring a touchdown on their first four possessions. After they got that first touchdown and stopped the Chargers from getting a second, and then the Patriots went and got a second, that game was over. Phillip Rivers, all he could think about was Tom Brady and the Patriots. Their offensive line forgot how to play football. I mean, they just totally shut down. I still think the Chargers are a more complete team. I think they're a better roster. But I just don't think they know how to win yet. That's one thing no one will ever be better at than the Patriots. I'm not surprised the Chargers lost this game. And I'm not surprised they lost big. I'm a little surprised at how flawlessly the Patriots played. You can't expect them to come out and play like that again. But that was exactly what I expected from the Chargers. They've never been able to figure out Tom Brady and the Patriots. And I didn't think they'd be able to walk in to Foxborough in January, coming from L.A., and win that game. Moving on to the next game in the AFC. The one game this weekend I got wrong. And I got it pretty wrong. The Colts were underdogs going into this game. So it's not a huge surprise that Kansas City was the better team and beat them. And to finally win a game in Arrowhead had to be pretty good for Chiefs fans. Had to be refreshing for Andy Reid. Had to be a huge boost of confidence for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that was a great way to start the Patrick Mahomes era. The Colts this year were a great story. And a pretty good team. Pretty good doesn't win you Super Bowls. In psychology, there's a term, hindsight bias. And it means that when we look back, we think we knew what actually happened was always going to happen. And in our mind, we think we knew that, even when we know that we didn't. That's where I'm at with this game. I'm looking back, and in my head, I really think I knew the Colts weren't going to win this game. But I really thought the Colts could win this game. They were just really hot. Pretty good and really hot. I still think Andrew Luck's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Their offensive line is going to be really good, even though they did fire their offensive line coach. That was an interesting move. He was the one coach that was left from the Josh McDaniels set of hires. Frank Reich wants to be, bring his own guy in. I get it, but I don't quite get it. There's still... A couple of young guys on that team. Quentin Nelson's going to be a superstar lineman in this league for years to come. I think the Colts line is finally good. And I think they'll be set for a little bit. Like I said, the Colts were hot. Hot streaks don't win you Super Bowls. In the NHL, if you get hot at the right time, you can win a Stanley Cup. Hockey's also much more balanced. Any team that makes it to the playoff has a legitimate chance to win the Cup. So it really is about who gets hot at the right time. The NCAA basketball tournament. All that is, is a hot streak. How often does the number one overall team, 
who we think is by far the best team in the country, actually win. Loyola wasn't one of the best teams in the country. They were hot. Butler made it to the championship back-to-back years. They weren't the best team in the country. They were hot. The entire college basketball tournament is who's hot. In the NFL, you can get hot and win a game or two, but you're probably not going to get hot and win a Super Bowl. And with hindsight bias, yeah, it seems pretty obvious the Colts lost. They weren't nearly as good. The one thing that I don't think anybody that picked the Kansas City Chiefs thought, though, was that they were going to win that game because their defense played well. I said last week that it would be very possible for Kansas City to put up 28 points roughly. And you know that's my magic number. If you can get 28 points, your defense should be able to win you a game. That has not been the case at all for Kansas City all season. In fact, they've lost four games where they've scored 28 or more because their defense has been so bad. One of those games, they lost 40-43 to 43 to the other team in the AFC, champi- AFC Championship, the Patriots. We'll get to that in a minute. But honestly, this time last week, if you said 31 points is what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to score, I don't know if I would have said that was going to be enough to win this game. I did not expect their defense to hold the Colts to 13 points. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They were the better team. They were a better team going in. There were a lot of other things surrounding them that I thought were going to hold them back, but they showed they were the better team. I'm really excited to watch them play in the AFC Championship. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Could be a passing of the torch moment. Got that one wrong. But we move forward because that was the only one I got wrong. So we'll move to the NFC now. Cowboys at the Rams. This game was exactly what I said was going to happen. The Rams were just a better football team. The Cowboys were able to take an early lead, but after that, it wasn't really, it didn't feel close at all. They were able to give the Rams just a little bit of a scare towards the end, but it was really, it was too late in the game to cause any sort of substantial panic. I really think the Cowboys are going to, this is where the Cowboys are going to be for the next several seasons, unless there are some changes made. Jason Garrett and Dak are both fine. They'll win you games. They can get you to a divisional round. Dak's not going to outplay anyone. Jason Garrett's not going to outcoach anyone. They're fine. Fine's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Dak is spotty. He outplayed expectations when he won the starting job. But like most quarterbacks, once defenses get film on you, they can start studying your tendencies, how you play. He started to drop off a little bit. And then he underperformed. And he underperformed for a good chunk of time. Then they go and get Amari Cooper. And after this Amari Cooper trade, He starts playing better. He starts playing much better. But he's got to consistently play like he played when they first got Amari Cooper, if not better. And he's got to do that every week. Right now, he's just far too inconsistent. And it would make sense to believe that he is somewhat of an average of his outplaying expectations 
and underachieving. And if that ends up being the case, I just don't think that's good enough. He's not going to outplay Drew Brees for the rest of Drew Brees' career with the Saints. He's not going to outplay Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers. Mitchell Trubisky looks like he could have some real promise. He's not going to outplay Russell Wilson. He's got a good roster. He's a fine player. He's got a fine coach. But long term, he's not going to be beating out these teams. Their next game, which will be played against the Saints after they beat the Eagles at home. This this game ended up being much closer than I thought it would be. I don't think too many people thought that this Nick Foles story would continue to a second year and that they would win a second Super Bowl. But they gave the Saints some pit stains. They caused some cheek sweat, and I'm not talking about your face cheeks. They definitely made the Saints earn this win. They made them feel uncomfortable. And if I'm the LA Rams right now, I'm terrified of that. The worst possible thing that could have happened for the Rams going into the NFC Championship was for the Eagles and Saints game to turn out like it did. The Saints are going to come back hungry. They're going to prove to everybody that they're ready to play and win a Super Bowl. And they're going to come out firing. The Rams are good. And we'll talk about this matchup in a minute. But they should be scared after how close that Eagles game was. Because like I don't think the Patriots are going to play flawlessly in their next game. I don't think the Saints are going to let it be the same type of game that they played this weekend against the Eagles. On top of that, although we didn't expect the Nick Foles story to continue, last year was an incredible story. But the bigger story now, and I think the Nick Foles legacy after he leaves is going to be that Super Bowl without a doubt. But I think the story that we have to start talking about now is one, you have to wonder, if they have Carson Wentz and this game went how it went, do you think they win that game? Nick Foles has played great form in the playoffs. But do you think they win that game with Carson Wentz? Who's a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic, can run a little better. He's just overall a little bit better in pretty much every area as Nick Foles. Nick Foles brings something different, and for some reason it totally sparks the Eagles. But you have to wonder, if they have Carson Wentz, do they win that game? The other thing, too, with that is this is the second straight year that the Eagles have had a playoff run, and Carson Wentz hasn't been there to play. Two separate injuries, totally unrelated, has kept him out of the playoffs the last two years. There were a lot of people that showed a lot of concern with Andrew Luck's shoulder. You know how I feel about it. I don't think he was hurt the entire last season. I think they sat him out. They made him play, and which made it worse. He had to play through it. I think it was bad, but I don't think it was as bad as people think. I'm more worried about Carson Wentz. Two separate injuries. Two years in the playoffs. He's a really good quarterback and a really great guy. I really like Carson Wentz. But I'm getting worried about his injury. 
I'm getting worried. Is he going to be able to push and make a playoff run? Because the last two years, you've been in Philadelphia has been in really good positions. I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year. This year, they had a really good shot to win this game against the Saints. You have to wonder. And you have to wonder if Philadelphia is thinking about this too. I'm not saying it's time to move on from Carson Wentz. But I can't be the only one who has that question sitting in the back of their mind. So what I think is going to happen moving forward. I think the really cool thing about this matchup is that both matchups played earlier this season. The Rams and the Saints played earlier this season, and the Saints got that victory, gave the Rams their first loss of the year. The Patriots and the Chiefs played earlier this season, and New England won 43-40, to and they were both really entertaining, really good games. I think this weekend is going to be a great weekend for football. It's going to be a great weekend for the NFL. So we're going to start with the Rams at the Saints. These teams played in week nine in New Orleans and heading into almost halftime, heading into halftime, the Saints had a 35 to 17 lead, but before that they had a 35 to 14 lead. The Rams ended up bringing that back and tying it at 35, but then the game ended up being lost ultimately 45 to 35. The Saints won 45, 35. This is going to be a high firepower matchup two really good offenses and two good defenses Lattimore might be the best corner in football right now and the Rams have a really scary defensive line I said this from the beginning of the playoffs the Saints were my pick to go to the Super Bowl and ultimately win the Super Bowl and I had them playing the Rams to get there and what I've been saying and I'm sticking by it I think Jared Goff and Sean McVay are a very, very good, promising, young duo. But what they're striving to be, Sean Payton and Drew Brees already have. When you think of duos, you think of Brady and Belichick. But Sean Payton and Drew Brees are a very mature and dangerous combination. And I think it's their maturity that's going to set them apart from Sean McVay and Jared Goff. I like a lot of theatrics. I like a lot of firepower. I like a high-scoring game. I like a back-and-forth game. I think the Saints win it. So I've got the Saints coming out of the NFC. Coming out of the AFC, I'm going with the Chiefs. Even though the Patriots won their first matchup of the season. The Patriots won that game 43-40. to But there was a key from that game, a key play. Tom Brady was wrapped up in the backfield, about to be sacked. Brady manages to get loose, so the reports go, ends up running it in for six. The thing about that play, though, and it was spun like Tom Brady made a great play, breaking tackles, putting the team on his back. But if you watch the play, what really happened in the midst of all of the crazy roughing the passer penalties, the Chiefs defender was just scared of giving up 15 and a first down. The Chiefs are going to come out. They're going to come out strong, and they're going to win this game. I said earlier in the episode, I don't see the Patriots playing a near-flawless game. I don't think the Patriots are as good as they've been in past years. 
I don't think they're as bad as they were in the regular season, but I don't think they're as good as they were in past years. Even more so, the big benefit that they had is the psychological advantage over Phillip Rivers. They're playing a young quarterback. It's his first start. It's his first playoffs. He's played the Patriots once and almost beat him. The Patriots aren't in Patrick Mahomes' head. He's too young for that. He knows what he's up against, but they're not in his head. Tom Brady hasn't beat him over and over and over like he has Phillip Rivers. If the Patriots make a couple big plays, that's not going to psych Patrick Mahomes out. They also had the benefit of playing the Chargers in New England. They're going to Kansas City now. Albeit the cold weather that they're expecting in Kansas City is not going to be as much of an advantage for the Chiefs as it would be against the Chargers or another team in the AFC. But the home field advantage and home field advantage statistically has proven to be very, very important this time of season. I can't remember what the number is right off the top of my head, but it's been a while since a team has won the Super Bowl by playing a game on the road in the playoffs at some point. The wild card always seems like a good story, but getting that first week by and that home field is a huge factor in the NFL playoffs. And that goes back to the hot streak thing. The Colts got hot and were able to get a wild card spot. But having to go on the road for all of their games, for however many they would have won, they weren't going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I completely understand the hindsight bias on that one. It's one of those looking back. I realize that now. And it was a not it was not a great take. But the Patriots haven't really been great on the road this year, and I just I really I really cannot see them going to Kansas City and getting this win. So that puts the Chiefs and the Saints in the Super Bowl playing in Atlanta. I have to go. I have to stick with my gut here on this one. The Saints are going to win. The Saints are going to win their Super Bowl. Drew Brees is going to get his second. It's going to be great for his legacy. And while I'm excited for the Super Bowl, this is going to be a phenomenal week of football. So that's the recap, the picks, what we think is going to happen with these last three games in the NFL season. And while it's sad to see the NFL come to an end, college football's over. After the season's over, we'll turn more towards the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, and we'll sprinkle in a little bit of action sports on the top. So we have a lot to look forward to going forward, but short-sighted. I am so excited for these next three games in the NFL because any of these teams that play each other is going to be an incredibly entertaining product. So if you're one of those people that think the NFL is dying, this is going to be a bad weekend for you. Because this is the most fun final four teams in the playoffs that I can remember in recent years. But with that, I will leave you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Drop the Gloves podcast this week for this episode. I will talk to you guys next time. We'll break down the conference championship games, Super Bowl picks. We're going to totally ignore the Pro Bowl because nobody cares about that. 
So until next time, I hope you all have a fantastic life. Continue to have a fantastic start to your 2019. Thank you again so much for listening. I will see you next time.